Hello, and welcome to No Rules to Live By, where Brianna and Alicia talk all things wellness and whatever we want. Today, we're going to be talking about... <laughs> um, today, we're going to be talking about identities, the identities we've picked up throughout our lives, the ones we've discarded, and how they have driven us to be in this constant pursuit of our purpose and how that unravels and evolves. So hi, Leash. How's it going? So good. Um, super excited to have this conversation and I'm feeling really energized. We just had our own little dance party before we got started recording in our, the middle of the day and um, just feeling really, really grateful. Sounds good. All right. So I think this episode was really inspired by, I feel like the beginning of the year, there's always a lot of talk around like, what are our resolutions? What are our goals? Who do we want to be? Um, like, who are we? And it's funny, I feel like a lot of people, if you were to ask them, like, who are you? Don't necessarily have a clear answer, like, which is wild, like a simple question of who are you? It's, I feel like the way we've been brought up is we're inclined to just say like our names, where we grew up, what kind of degrees we have, maybe like list a couple of hobbies. I'm like thinking about when I've had to like write bios for myself, like that's pretty much how they go. That also doesn't feel quite right. Um, we kind of want to unpack that today a little bit and arrive at something that feels right because that doesn't um yeah lately when i've been meeting people i've intentionally been asking them what excites them or what they're working on that they're excited about something that they want to to share with me and i find that it's often some people it is their means of income but Oftentimes it's not, or even if it is loosely associated, you know, I asked this guy what is exciting, what's exciting him right now. And he told me all about this, this song that he's working on. And later on, I found out that he is a musician, but that's not the way that, the way that you pull more layers out of people. It just is really different. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, it's not so much, you know, whether you're introverted or extroverted or whether or not you um, are good at small talk or not. It's really so much more about the questions that you ask than, than the energy that you bring, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I forget which podcast I was listening to the other day, but it was talking about just conversation and engaging with people and like communication and how we're so inclined to have like the first per the first question we ask, like right when we've got this like new person, new energy, charisma is hopefully like flowing. And then like the second question you ask them is like, what do you do for a living? Mm -hmm. And especially like around the New York area, I feel like different when I lived on the West Coast, that was never like the first question, but I find it so New York. Um, and I think, you know, you find it everywhere, but it can really just stop a conversation like dead in its tracks. 
And you never know, you know, in terms of like being empathetic, like you have no idea what someone's situation is, like especially Mm -hmm. like these last few years, someone might have like just gotten laid off. And that is like the heaviest question you could have asked. And you're asking it like right (laughs) at the beginning of like getting to know somebody. So yeah, I've been really trying to work. Yeah, it puts up a, and, and people are immediately on the defensive um or like feeling like they have to like explain i don't know it's just like it's just awful um it it comes down to the you are people who ask that question right away even if it's not intentional it's bringing the energy of tell me what you do so i can decide how much respect i'm gonna give you and i think that's really really strange um and it's something that people do in in new york and of course if you're at a networking event you know maybe that's appropriate because everyone's there to network and that's the idea um you might even have it on your badge (laughs) but um in most cases it's actually something that's going to put a barrier to a real human connection which people really need and that's that's what's really hard about our society right now and you know i've both had friends, dated people, even in a lot of ways been this way myself, where I thought that I needed a certain degree, a certain certification, a certain permission slip that would buy my way to feeling like I belonged or that I was allowed um, in certain spaces. And I know a lot of people who kind of collect accolades as a means of being able to hold up their resume and feel their own self-worth but there's never going to be you can't ever be enough if you're constantly pursuing like oh well like I need to have you know a company a graduate degree a PhD a this many houses like whatever it is whatever is the thing that you're chasing there's never going to be you know, a piece of paper, whether that be a degree or a deed or a t- or a job title, that makes you feel like yourself, and that tells you who you are. You can be the you know CEO of a Fortune 100, and when people ask you who you are, your answer like that's not an answer. I'm saying I'm the CEO is not an answer. Like, who are you? <laughs> But it's also a really tough question to answer. Like, I don't know. I'm just over here living and breathing and eating and doing the things that I enjoy and, like, trying to be a good person. It's, like, hard to put into words. Yeah. I, I don't know why this song just came to me, the, like, I'm just Ken song, where it's, like, and it's very, like, <laughs> m- melodramatic. It's, like, I'm just Ken. And it's okay that he is who he is. And, you know... He, has. he is cut off. Exactly. And I think that that whole energy, like, po- you know, podcast over, like, that's, that's the, mess- the message. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's, let's think about this. So you're at a cocktail party. You're getting introduced to somebody. What are, like, a fr- the first few questions that you ask that, like, lead to a more interesting conversation on getting to know someone then? What do you do? Um, what's the next thing that you're looking forward to? I I think you could say like working on any exciting projects lately mm-hmm. because that is like very open. It could be like yeah. your project could be perfecting your, you know, pasta recipe. It could be 
some type of exercise that you like? I don't know. It could, I feel like it's open. Yeah, it doesn't I had necessarily. A, I had a woman ask me that at a at a Christmas party a few weeks ago, and I uh, we got into this whole conversation. I said, "Well, I'm really excited about. I'm a somatic healer, and now I'm um, teaching dance, and I'm really, really enjoying helping people work through their messy emotions." and process them through movement and we had this whole conversation about it and I got to know her and she never I mean obviously that has that doesn't have anything to do with how I'm currently making income and so I think that's a really good example um and it's also there it's it's funny because on the inverse she was an actress um and I asked her oh like you know, what are you excited about? And she's like, well, I'm an actress and there's this project that I'm really, that I'm working on that I'm really excited. And she currently is, you know, that's a personal project. She's currently not employed as an actress, but doesn't. So that's an interesting thing where it's like, if you're an artist, it's like, it's, it's a title, but it's a self-proclaimed title. And that's something that lately I've been continuously practicing, having the audacity of being like the things that I like to do I'm just going to claim it. Like, this is mine. I am a somatic healer. I am a poet. I am an artist. Just as much as I am my job title, I am my degree, I am where I came from. And it's not that you're not all of the, because it's not that you're not all of the things, all of the parts of your life that you have lived are a part of you and serve your purpose. Um, But a good example of this is growing up, I spent 20 plus hours a week dancing like four hours a day ish after school and dance was so core to my identity and then through college I was dancing less and less I didn't go to a college with a formal dance program and but dancer was still my my identity that I clung to but I still love to dance and it's my background in dance has led me towards a part of my purpose which is helping people feel embodied um and my own embodiment and so it's it's not my identity anymore that like I am a dancer but I am a dancer and it's still there um and so I think that's just like I was a fitness coach and I taught high intensity interval training classes just like I was a bodybuilder just like I was a sorority girl <laughs> These are all yeah. identity. I was just thinking about that too, because I feel like, well, once again, they are like the activities you do. And I mean, it's true. Like we touched on this in the last episode, like your habits or like the things you do, like they are you in essence. Um, but you almost kind of like leave some behind and gain some on the way. Like I remember when I was a thespian. Oh, yes. And, and then I was a sorority girl. And there, I didn't act at all, and and then I, I don't know. Then I, I was a recruiter. But is that like who you are? Like, no. Like I'm Alicia, um, and it is hard to like distill that into, into just like a few words. That I feel like we are all such dynamic creatures with so many different interests and adventures and hobbies, professions, creative. Um, things that you enjoy like there's just so much to it and it's it's complicated um yeah 
And then if I, I think too, right now, I would be like, I am a multifaceted, energetic woman. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and I think that is true. Yeah. I am a dynamic lady. <laughs> and I could expand on that if you have some time. Take a seat. Uh, <laughs> what topics are of your interest <laughs> yeah we can go we could take this in many directions do you want to do you want to hear what i'm cooking lately do you want to hear what trips i have planned do you want to hear what good deeds i've done recently okay so we've touched on identity but i think they're also it also brings up purpose which is like one of these other kind of like, I don't know, also elusive. I mean, it's almost a buzzword. It's something that's very important, but also something that gets muddled by, you know, it almost feels like this crazy task of like finding my purpose or even, you know, to some it might feel like, oh, like some people just, you know, have a strong conviction and purpose of what they're here to do. And you know, I'm just here to, like, I, I don't know what that is yet. And it feels like this really daunting task. But um, I think that at some level, and I think at some level, this was the gift of COVID in a way. And I think that's why you saw so many people, like, really pivot their lives and do something totally different. And you saw a lot of, you know, interesting new trends come out because there was a lot of stillness. There was a lot of people sitting by themselves and, you know, feeling like this was something that was going to last forever. And so all of the inhibitions and the fear of not allowing themselves to just do whatever it is that they wanted fell away. And I think that's where, you know, a question is when you're sitting alone by yourself, you're not influenced by anyone else's energy. What is it that you want to do? Um, and this is an exercise that I did. I um, and I repeatedly do this. I just write down all of the things that I like to do. Like, what do I like to do? What do I feel like doing with myself today? <laughs> and over time, and those have become. To your point, even like happy. with COVID, people had that time where it was like, mm -hmm. I have an abundance of time. How am I going to spend it? Whether it be like beer making or bread making or dancing or whatever mm -hmm. like you had to get it like forced people to like lean into hobbies and get creative and like yeah. kind of figure out that list when many people hadn't really had that time in years maybe ever and, and that's what was beautiful about it and what is still true is that we only have one life and we only get one you know, maybe we have many incarnations on this planet and you're here, but each lifetime has its purpose. And are you going to exist in the timeline that allows you to embrace all that you are? Um, and this can exist at many levels. Like, just because you like making bread, it doesn't mean you have to open a bakery. You can just enjoy making bread. But those are all. If you have the dream, do it. I think when you're thinking about who you are, it doesn't have to be goal-based necessarily, but setting goals allows you 
specific space and almost like an ability to embrace that um that calling yeah um i was watching the movie last night it's an old movie called the dead poet society have you seen that before Mm. i love that movie it's so good i forgot how sad it was um in the end but um so it's the the scene where so robin williams is this teacher at this like all boys academy and he's new to the school and the first class he has he invites all of the boys like into the hallway and he walks them up to this glass um kind of like shelf that has photos of all of the classes that came before them in like the 1900s and he's like, I want you guys to like look in their faces, look at what they're doing. Like they're just like you. They just existed like generations before you. And like I want you to like lean in and like listen to what they're saying. And so like they all like lean in. And he's just like whispering, Carpe diem, Carpe diem, which is, you know, seize the day. Um, and it's just like this really beautiful point. And uh, it's a really beautiful film if you haven't seen it. Um, on just like making the most make the most of the time you have you know why the hell not like do the thing like if behind closed doors it's you know you've got this hobby like do it you know um doesn't necessarily your purpose in your day job can be two different things but like find a way to tap into what brings you joy and it could lead to something more you never know there are two sides to this coin where it's, you know, you have to do the work to find out for yourself who you are outside of your profession and who you are is not separate from your purpose. So it's like the first step that we talked about is part and parcel with finding a way to describe yourself and who you are and who you are is also your purpose. And I, I love the story of the, you know, of the Carpe Diem, because I, I feel like it's been a really long time since I saw that movie, but it's, you know, teaching a lot of creativity, creativity, the value of creative expression and authenticity, which is, which is huge. Yeah, and at that time was like a very unusual way of teaching. It was so structured and, you know, there wasn't, the creative thought was like not encouraged. So, yeah, we've come a long way. Uh, But I do think, too, like, I don't know, I think from a personal perspective, like, purpose is, it's not, like, something that I, I don't clearly know. It's, like, an evolving, it's an unfolding. Um, Some people just know, like, they're just born with this innate, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm supposed to be a doctor, I'm supposed to, you know, perform surgeries and cure cancer, and, like, that's amazing. I think for some people, it's not so clear and it, it it can take time and it's like a it's a process yeah and i think about what you were just saying um i think back to being seniors in high school and how some people i have some close friends of mine who knew exactly what they were going to be doing 10 years from then like one of my best friends knew exactly what she wanted and so specifically like so so one of my best friends it builds she de- designs um naval aircraft carriers like builds them um she is one of the smartest people i know 
And she knew that she wanted to do that since she was a kid. And I thought she was kidding for the longest time. And she was not kidding. Because um, it was so specific. It was like, oh, haha, like, what a specific thing to want to do. <laughs> yeah, it was so wild. And I was like, where did this like little 10 year old girl being like, this is what I'm going to do. You're like, where did you even like, learn that that was a profession? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, well, and... I didn't know that my profession even existed when I was in until after I graduated college after my first job, I, I just liked the tech I worked in. And then I got a job. And then I looked at what other people were doing at the company. And I was like, oh, that um you know a lot of people yeah. don't know that most of these jobs exist and or the fields oh, don't exist yet yeah i mean also i think a, a really great gift that we were given is that our parents never gave us any pressure to choose a they didn't tell us that we had to choose any sort of useful major and a lot of people go to trade schools where you know if they're going to work in marketing they're going to get a communications major and that wasn't an option where alicia and i went to school so I have a degree in anthropology, which I adore. And Alicia, you have a degree in philosophy and religion. Um, yeah. So Answering, attempting to answer the questions <laughs> of life that have no answers, basically. Yeah. Um, but people always say, they're like, how do you use that in everyday life? Like people, I, the amount of people that have like laughed and, and I've like mm -hmm. in interviews being like, why would you major in that? I think there's just like, it's it's been extremely useful. It's critical thinking, it's analysis, it's debating in a, you know, respectful way. Like there's so much. So, um, you know, as our dad always said, like college is to teach you not what to think, but how to think. And, you know, it's kind of like pick your focus, like pick whatever fires you up. But yeah, I am very, I am very grateful for that. And back to that movie, it doesn't turn out so well for one of the boys who is like an extremely strict father who's like, very uh forceful in like his hopes and and dreams for his kid but yeah um back to back to your to molly um i almost feel like that it touches her focus on knowing so clearly what she wanted from a young age i feel like it it, it touches on like knowing your purpose and how cool that is but it also kind of touches on manifestation when you just like own something and you say it out loud and you're so clear on it and like you almost believe it already is or you believe it's already going to happen like so it will be and obviously it it came with like tons of extremely hard work and and dedication um but i feel like that was like the young like, manifestation yeah. and it's probably like our youngest the youngest form that we saw it um, and then seeing how, how far she's come, I mean, it's just like an inspiration. Absolutely. And yeah, so yes, she definitely no doubt manifested her life. And it's also still, you know, that was her purpose at some level. And she is still in this process of unfolding. And she's so much more than just her job. Like she is such a dynamic person. She is like really fiery has this like very blunt humor she is just a force to be reckoned with and that at its core is who she is not the things that she outputs necessarily but it also that is her her what she creates and i think that's and maybe that's a something to marinate on is 
is what you make your purpose, is what you make your legacy, whether that be children or, you know, egg muffins. Egg muffins. <laughs> it's just what came to mind. Um, totally, totally. Okay, so if we were to make a rule about about purpose, what would it be? I would say, I mean, we've touched on a couple, but I would say that be intentional about how you define yourself um, and make sure that it's not, that you're not taking on any identities that other people are feeding to you. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think like also like do the work to discover like what it what it may be. I think a lot of people can get stuck on like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is. Like I just need like, you know, my day job and my paycheck and like I just like to like let it rip on the weekends. It's like, okay, well like figure it out. Like do some take some time. Like do some soul searching. Like you're more than your, you know, nine to five. Um like what do you do like when you have a day to yourself and no one's around, like, what do you enjoy? Yeah. And if the answer is like, I don't know, like maybe try some new, try some things out. Right. See how they Any go. idea and trust that there is, uh, that God is putting ideas in your head. God is asking you if you're waking up and you're saying, huh, I'm really curious about ceramics. Maybe you should try it. Um, because not everybody dreams of ceramics. No, not everybody thinks about, gets, you know, walks past a flyer and notices it and is compelled to learn the piano. You know, it's, you always just kind of play and let it unfold. And it's a constant practice in authenticity. And we were talking earlier today about feminine intuition. And I think that there is an overlap between the more authentic you're being, the easier it is to tap into your intuition and know, because if you're in your authenticity and you're being fully yourself, then you can interact with things or come across things and really easily be like, this resonates, this doesn't resonate. Like, yes, no. Like, this is me, this is not me. Mm -hmm. I think um, there's like a saying that, you know, God, the universe, like they'll put ideas in your head. Like if you find yourself kind of like mulling on something like, oh, I really should like figure out how to snowboard. It's like that's not necessarily just coming from nowhere. Even like I would even say I know this could be like take it or leave it. But even like things that come across on like TV or social media or like the Internet, like it doesn't have to be just like a random thought. It could be like if you just like run into some run into things that are like, oh, that's really cool. Like, oh like a surfing trip, like someone invites you, someone invites you like to do something you've never done before. It could be a sign. Yeah. I think constantly. And even if you feel like, like you feel really secure in what your identity and your purpose is, I don't think that there's ever a stopping point. I think that it's important to continuously stretch your comfort zone so that you can discover more and more of yourself. Yeah. Um, I've been like really leaning into my cooking skills 
which has been like a lifelong interest of mine and is definitely like when I'm mentioning like, what do you do when you have a day to yourself and like no one's around? Like I'm definitely cooking something. And I started watching, there's that new show on HBO about called Julia. It's about Julia Child. And I'd seen the movie like, you know, Julia and Julia, which I thought was cute. Um, but I thought the show was this HBO show. I much prefer um, the casting is amazing. She's so charming, and it like sent me down this rabbit hole <laughs> into like who who was Julia Child. And then I watched the documentary. I've been like online, like doing a lot of research. I mean, the woman was a force. She was incredibly ahead of her time. Did a ton for women during that time, like in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the Not first, shit. yeah, she was like, she was the first <laughs> of us in many ways. Um, she was the first educational cooking show on television. Um, she also like never left the like local station. She, she like got offers to go and do like the big, the big, bigger networks, which she did like later in her career. But, um, she stayed at her local station, um, and which was like a big deal for this basically like nonprofit radio station in her or TV station, sorry, in her hometown. And she just like had an incredible life. It's an incredible story. Definitely um, go check it out. But my copy of The Art of French Cooking arrived today and I could not be more excited uh, to like dive in and really master the art of, of French cooking as a, according to Julia Child. Um, and it's like that kind of thing where it's like, I don't know where it's going to take me. I don't know where cooking, it's definitely not my day job. Um, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed, maybe we'll, we'll figure something out eventually. Um, but I just know that it's like, oh, it is. There, there are there are a few other things that make me as excited than something like that. Um, and it just feels right. And it's just, it's intuition and it's gut. And so I've, I've just got to like, just got to like kind of keep the unfolding happening and it could just be something I really, really love. Um, it could turn into something more. Um, I don't know. And, and that's the fun that of it. Is, it's something that is so core to you that nobody says, oh, who is Alicia? No one starts describing you without the first one or two sentences being like, Alicia loves to cook. Alicia is an incredible chef. Like that is, has been something that's so that lights you up so much from such a young age that it is not yet your profession, but it always has been at some part, like at some level, your identity, a part of your identity. We're all. Yeah, it's true. But it's funny. Like I never thought of that until maybe like the last few years because of this whole like conditioning of like, I have my degree and I study this and this is how I make money. Like, um, that like programming where it's like, I just want to like, you know, kind of rattle off the facts and figures. Um, but now so much so I would be so confident saying like, yes, this is something that I love to do. This is like a big part of who I am. But that like took, there was like a maturity to like get to that point. Cause I didn't even like really see it, you know? Absolutely. It's just like, you know, there are all sorts of, there are all sorts of callings. There are people who are great singers. There are people who are great artists. There are people who are great chefs. There are people who are 
you know, also being mediocre at all those things. I love one of my things, something that I say to just about everybody I meet, especially if I'm facilitating a circle of some sort, is like continuously give yourself permission to be mediocre um, at the things you love. And I say that because it's something that I continuously say to myself because you've never achieved no one ever achieved excellence without being mediocre first totally yeah I love that so much and I feel like you've you saying that to me has motivated me to like do things I haven't done before because it's it's like you're not going to be great in the beginning in fact like you're not going to be like average like it's going to be you know you're going to be a rookie at something but the only way to get good is to do it like again and again and again and Mm -hmm. Uh, like the first time I make something it's not good necessarily or it's there's notes (laughs) and you just keep making it and then it gets really good all the time where you know you think about how art has evolved and modern art and these artists that are continued to be like really revered and you know people go to MoMA and they look at these brilliant masterpieces and they say oh like that's so easy like that's a couple lines like I could do that like I can be Jackson Pollock and splatter paint on a canvas and like you you could but you didn't and this is you know their um creation and I think that that's where art is so so interesting and I'm always thinking of um oh his name starts with a d and I'm forgetting that but not now but he basically signed a toilet and put it in an an exhibit just challenging art um and it's really interesting to think about all of these things where even if it's something that seems simple, like any new idea is uniquely you. Anything that is that people see and they're like, oh, that couldn't be any other artist. Even you think about these artists where it's something really simple. It's like you look at it and they're like, that's them. You know, I think that that's something that's really powerful. And I, and I think about that a lot. Yeah, I think we each have our own unique gift that we bring to this earth. And um, part of the journey is identifying like, what that is, and carrying it out. Um, And I think if you know, if you're taking actions to like be in pursuit of identifying what it is and and then tapping into it, I think that's when life becomes like really fulfilling because you feel like you're kind of contributing to the whole cosmic um, flow. And, I had to look it up. But there's Duchamp. <laughs> okay, yeah, I knew you would. Um, and. And in essence, you know, fear and doubt, like, creep in. And I think it's important to, like, acknowledge acknowledge the fear, acknowledge the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, all the, all the things. But to just kind of clear, clear the way for yourself and accept that, um, you know, you've got one life. Fuck it. Carpe diem. And, um you know, while you may not be able to connect your purpose with your day job in like perfect harmony, 
you can find ways to both discover and tap into both and um, hopefully lead like a really fulfilling, purposeful life. Absolutely. So do what you want, play, wear what you want. And, uh, you know, over time, it'll be, it'll be who you are. Don't waste a day of this precious life being something that doesn't resonate with you. Yeah, and have the audacity. Boom. 